Welcome back, everyone, to the Stack of Words podcast. This is Nico coming back to you. And as usual, I have Brandon joining me again today. How's it going, Brandon? Hey, doing all right. Uh, I'm pleased to announce that at some point we'll announce the launch of our first piece of merch, Gamer Guy Bathwater. <laughs> yes, taken swiftly and freshly from our most recent bass over the holidays. Now Peppermint Scented. Announcement pending. <laughs> Well, I think we have a good show in store today. Uh, we have two news items and kind of just a conversational piece at the end of that. And then this is part two of a two-part series, and it'll be us talking about Brandon's deck well, that he built for our brewing competition, as it were. Brewing beatdown. Brewing beatdown. I like that better. So, if only would have thought of it uh, before we recorded the first episode. Yeah, I'll go back and I'll uh, I'll just edit out and like re-record over each of our voices and I'll do my best for your voice as well. Just a crude Microsoft Sam. Yes, beat down. (laughs) With that said, I say we jump straight into the news so we have as much time as we want, really, for your deck tech. So yeah, we're adults. We don't have bedtimes. Exactly. Well, I kind of do just a self-imposed one because I'm an old tired fart anymore. Brandon, I think we are going to start with a news item that you actually told us about uh, originally in our little playgroup Discord, and it is Secret Layer announced that they are putting together an entire curated commander deck from Gavin Verhey. It's, it's his deck list from his personal collection, and it's got all sorts of crazy reprints with new art on at least, I don't know, two, four, six, eight, ten, at least ten new cards with new art. Or not new cards, just new art. And, I don't know, I think it's pretty interesting. It's a little on the expensive side, but it is all new art. Brandon, what are your thoughts? I like the concept. I I really couldn't care less about a coin flip deck. It's not me. I mean, Mm. the Forgotten Realms dice rolling wasn't really me, so... But the biggest thing I like about this conceptually is... This is an avenue for them to print particular decks or cards that need a reprint. Like I think the first thing I mentioned in the group tech text was this could be where instead of a commander anthology, they reprint to order the C11, C13, the old commander decks that are out of print, C16, mm-hmm. so you can get your Atraxa reprints just yes. as a way to do on demand of high want in demand decks yeah and and staples with that in mind the medallions were reprinted one time in commander decks and like you just said if they use this as an avenue to reprint those that'd be pretty awesome because they're very much needed to reprint at this point yeah i mean and while it'd be ideal to have an anthology where it's mass circulation Mm -hmm. it would be nice if there could I, i mean i get the appeal of having a limited print run type drops but if you could get to some kind of rotating or like every quarter they sell a different set of commander decks like Mm -hmm. just get that reprint get those in circulation use it as more of a reprint function for more of a reprint function but i don't know if they would 
actually go that far. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because they definitely have to... They they thrive on the FOMO principle, so they make sure they sell the most that they can. So I don't know if they'd have any sort of reliable rotation. I think you're going to get like the one-and-done kind of routine, at least for the foreseeable future. And then it'll be all new art, and it'll probably be like Simpsons art reprint. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can dream that. I mean, if it's not for like a whole quarter, but maybe once a quarter, they could be like, okay, we're printing C11 in Q1 2022, and then there'll be a Q2 drop where it's C12. And mm-hmm. if you want to get access to those decks, because a good bulk of the people who play Commander now weren't playing then. You and I weren't playing then. Oh, yeah. We started playing the year of... C17. Uh, yeah, around there. Was that the four-color year? No, it was the year uh, after that, because I know yes. my first deck was the Anala deck. And I bought a four-color deck because they just had it. Uh, yeah, I, I did as shelf. well. I got I got the KNT deck mm-hmm. just at, I think, at Walmart or something. They yeah, had I did the still. same thing with Yidris because I thought that he just looked sweet. Yeah, I got lucky with a Walmart out here. Oh, I forget when that was. Six months, a year ago? Who knows mm-hmm. with pandemic time. But I found um, the C19 deck with Dockside in it, like uh, two <laughs> years after it came out. And I was, <laughs> it was there. I didn't get it. I was kicking myself. Went back a couple weeks later. Still there. Wow. Someone just hadn't thought to look there. That's impressive. Yeah. Hey, I got a Dockside, which is worth more than that entire deck cost me. So, <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah, that's a card they should reprint. Just that alone. I wish they would print in into the ground like they print Arcane Signet into the ground, but I don't think that's happening. And I'm making good use of it in my uh, Investigate deck. <laughs> I'm so jealous your Investigate deck is four colors. I. It's not good, though. Yeah, I, th- I think mine's a little... I don't know. I feel like mine's very focused. So it runs pretty sweet. I don't always get to win with it, obviously, but... It always does something. Yeah, I haven't played mine enough to actually get a real feel. I've played that one time where we both played it in like a seven-player game, which was... Ugh, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> but back to the uh, secret lair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I like it conceptually for that reason. I, I might go for it just because some of those cards have good reprint equity. Mm-hmm. I'm undecided, yeah, but yeah, that particularly quarks them. Yeah. Yeah, because after the was that battle bond when they printed those mm-hmm. partner with and then with Clark getting printed in uh, Commander Legends that kind of spiked a little. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, moving on to the other bit of news that I have for today, it's I think as equally interesting, if not more so, just because it's a big shakeup to. This what like how was this was operated in the past? And this is the update for those who don't know that the Unfinity or the Unset that is coming up next year is allowing some of the cards in it to be used across legacy formats like Commander and Legacy, of course, Vintage and that kind of thing. Not that any of them will probably be good enough for those formats. These, I think, are primarily being targeted for the Commander format. And I think it's a very interesting and cool thing that they're doing. I really wish they would commit to this and go back and kind of retroactively add 
this ability to use some of these cards on some of the old commanders from past years. And it's a cool way, I don't know, some of these cards are wild and cool, and I really wish that I could have used them before. I don't know where you stand on it. But yeah, I'm kind of excited just to see what kind of cards they make in an unset for Commander. Yeah, I've never really paid much attention to unsets because can't use not them. my yeah you can't really you can't do anything with them i know just from hearing talk in the community there are certain cards that people would like to see and could conceivably work in commander from past sets mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i like this idea where it's it's not going to affect standards so they can play around more yep and with regard to older unsets I think it's difficult unless there are reprints in Black Border or however they denote that. Yeah, because it gets confusing, I, and I recognize there's not a good solution for that. So I understand yeah. why they're not. And that it'd just be a matter of, oh, I got to go online, look at this list, find yeah. which of these particular cards that aren't typically legal are actually legal. Yeah. And- which, I mean, I guess it's the same argument for Bandis commander which i want back so i guess that's kind of a little cognitive dissonance on my part but yeah but the list potentially for band as commander is much smaller but i I get what you're saying it's similar but not the same in this instance yeah so there would just need to be some kind of reprint in a black border or with a some way to denote that you can actually play this in eternal formats Mm -hmm. and may i also say that I might have to take out a second mortgage on my house for some of these lands because they are stellar. They are I, they blow me away. Almost every single one of them is even the basic lands, the ones that all just have straight up planets in the background. Mm-hmm. I think are just absolutely gorgeous. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at those yet. I haven't, but I just know that I just do a cost benefit analysis, and I can't justify expensive lands. I'll just take my random ass basics that I never really match either. Yeah. I've gotten better with that after I sorted my lands into groupings by artwork. Yeah. But no, it, I'll, I'll enjoy looking at them, but it's it's a a look, but don't touch. Yeah. And that'll be nice to get a little bit more in circulation there. Yep. You'll have to look after, I did post these in our Facebook group when the day that they got spoiled and, uh, the watery grave man it's just like a alien planet with you know it's got like a swampy thing and there's a spaceship crashed in this little essentially puddle that is made out in the middle of this crazy planet with the sun in the background it's they're beautiful interesting actually come to think of it i think the target by my house actually still has the last unset where it was like that box set thing oh yeah it was weird yeah, they're still, they've been sitting on the shelves there for a while. Yeah, they're hard to sell because, again, like, you have to be really into the unformat. Just that. Yeah, yeah, there's no applicability beyond that. All right, so that's that bit of news. I think we're both pretty excited for it. The spoilers are up online. You can go see them. There is one commander already spoiled and one new card that is allowed in Eternal Fornats. Uh, it's Saw in Half and the Space Family Goblinson are the two cards, respectively. Seen the so, first, not the second. Huh? I've seen the first, love it, and not the second. Yeah, the second is very much... You'll love it since you love rolling dice so much. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, uh, 
the space family goblin sin has trample as long as you've rolled three or more dice this turn. Whenever you roll a die, put a plus one plus one counter on the space family goblin sin. Hmm. Very mm, sub medium. Yeah. Yeah. Not not good. And it's a, but it's an uncommon, I guess. But it's also a four mana commander. That's a one one. I don't know. But you can roll dice and put counters on it. Sure can, and that's the best thing about it. <laughs> it it does that well, I guess. Anyway, moving it's a card on. card that exists, or will exist. Yes. So, Brandon, you had a bit of personal news and mulling over that you've been doing over the past few weeks. What is going on with you? So, as I think the people are aware, I was doing the 32-deck challenge. Mm-hmm. And... Let me pull it up here, but I believe I was within striking distance of, let me see. Yeah, I was five decks away from finishing. Oh, wow. And of that, two of them had lists complete. Three of them had lists complete. But I'm no longer enjoying it, really. I feel like it's kind of stifling my creativity. Yeah, because it forces you into a certain... It forces you to do something rather than just having that spark of ingenuity that you and I have talked about before. Yeah, it's like, I want to build a Rakdos vampire deck with, um, is it Strephon, the face commander? Mm, Yes, I actually pulled one of him, and yep, he's very cool. Yeah, like, I really want to do that, but it's like, I already have Rakdos goblins. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I could bake goblins red, but I already have Zada. And it's like, I would honestly prefer to have three Golgari decks, a couple Selesnia decks, and just miss a bunch of the three-color combinations and most of the four-color combinations. It's just... Agreed. I I just would rather, at this point, brew what I find enjoyable. And I just realized I hadn't actually brewed anything for a few months until we did the deck challenge. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, in doing that, I forced myself to do gruel, which I don't have a gruel, didn't have a gruel list at the time. Mm -hmm. So I I just think it's, I guess, a cool, like, challenge. And I might just, like, build a couple more lists and not put them together just to say I did the list for that. But I would rather just brew what I find fun. And I can tell you honestly that. Uh, like while I said I was going to do the 32 deck challenge and I might eventually finish it. I had no timeline on it. So I've created two Orzov decks in a couple months. And I think those are my only two currently, but it's because I wanted to build two Orzov decks. I had a second Abzan deck that I built after talking about starting the 32 deck challenge. So I think the best way to ever go about it is to just do it on your own time and if you really have the drive, otherwise I think you fall prone to what you said and is kind of just not enjoying and, it anymore. And maybe if I got to play them, yes, like if I still had some place I could play, maybe that's different because I could cycle through five decks per time, and that gives me a bunch of variety. But really, the thirty-two deck challenge was a way to keep me engaged and brewing, which I think is kind of worn out its useful life. Right, and there's plenty of there's plenty of new sparks of creativity that you can find out there, rather than just using that as your kind of go to for it. Yes, new ideas. Not that I'm immediately going to rebuild my favorite zombie elf. 
or uh, <laughs> my favorite advisor. I mean, they're just new. Uh, it's old deck with a new coat of paint. Gerard is my best friend. Yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, Maybe we'll do another um, brew bash or whatever you called it a minute ago. Um, brew on. I don't. Brew I don't on. even actually remember. <laughs> You'll uh, you insert it in post. Yeah, because I'm. You're building him, and I've been kicking around the deal, uh, deal, <laughs> idea of building Tessa again, and I don't know if it's going to be her or Lisa. So, and I'm, I'm the other one I'm kicking around is Kim Ball, which also could be, um, oh, it might be Lisa. Though not, no, it's the one that does the Kim Ball thing. Mm. Yeah, it's the new Lisa because there's two. Well, it's. They're both new. It's the slightly older Lisa. The new one is all yeah, aristocratic. The one that whenever someone plays a spell, you yep, they lose and two life. Yeah, she's very cool. I like her a lot. Yeah, she does the same thing as Kim Ball without the life gain, but There's a little plenty more of other ways to get life threatening. Gain. Yeah, it'd be the same style deck, which is her instead of Kim Ball. Yeah, very cool. All right, but yeah, I say we go ahead since it's kind of a natural segue into your deck that you built for the brew off i'm gonna call it something different every time i promise the david brufelhoff the david brufelhoff <laughs> that's silly why don't you kick us off here so the title of my thesis is 49 lands plus one angry boy love it it's an ode to boberigmos enraged mm. and nico you have the link to put in the show notes I do. So it's a lands deck, but not onto the pesky battlefield. No, <laughs> you want to throw lands as Bobos want to do at at creatures, at faces. You know, just generally throw some dirt. Yep, he's throwing rocks before uh, Tago was. That's for sure. Just uh, constant pocket sand. <laughs> so. Primary win con. It's better in 1v1 than in other format or multiplayer. I can get it. But it's, yeah. yeah. You're primarily throwing lands at faces, but secondary win cons. Commander damage, Bobo's a big boy. There's some combat and token type stuff with Angry Omnath, Field of the Dead, some generalized mass damage being thrown around with tunneling GOP, but mm -hmm. by and large, those are ways to whittle down the life totals, and then you finish off with a flurry of lands. What about, um, not to go into this too early, do you have anything in there like Iula's influence where you can discard a land and get a 2-2 bear? Did that make the cut in this? It did not, mm -hmm. because that's only forests, if memory serves. I think that you're correct, yes. And okay. also... If I'm going to discard the lands, I want it to be to Bobo. Yep. I've and there, there's there's one backup that I'll kind of talk about that has a separate application, but when it comes to Ayula's influence, I would rather get tokens from playing the lands. Because if Bobo's shut down, I think it's be you're better off just flooding the battlefield with lands and going that route. Cool. Makes sense. So, there's a total of 49 lands with one MDFC, which... I did look up the rules question. You cannot use an MDFC for Bobo's ability. Uh, yeah, because it's the card in front anywhere yeah, else the front in the battlefield. Yeah. yeah. So there's 33 basics, 18 forests, 15 mountains. Solid. And we'll just go through my notable inclusions. Tron lands, why not? There's no downside. I like the Tron lands in this deck because it's simply just for that reason. 
you just have a crap load of lands. Why not just put any sort of value in there, especially if Blo- Bobo gets blown up a couple times? Yeah, I mean, there's 49 lands already. 33 basics is plenty to hit what you're going to need to tutor up. For sure. And if you happen to get them all out with the card draw you'll have, it's even better because your commander costs a million mana. Yes. Next is Kessig Wolf Run. It's Which... pretty self-explanatory. It gives plus X plus O for uh, red, green, and X. And don't quote me on that. That's based off memory. Yeah, but it, and it's trample, I believe. But the key it, part. <laughs> well, Bobo has trample, but it's mainly if you need to just knock someone out with commander damage. It gives right. you the extra little oomph you need. Reliquary Tower. You gotta be able to hold all the uh, all the lands in your hand. Mm-hmm. Field of the Dead produces backup tokens to do some damage. Do you think that you'll get to use Field of the Dead ever with the amount of basics that you have? I mean, I, I mean, there's 16 other non-basics. I guess it's a pretty good ratio. Yeah. I mean, it, when you're doing like another land deck, if you're say 35 lands, I think 15's a good amount to try to get to seven different ones. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, it's a good-ass card, so... Yeah. I, I think that kind of falls into the Tron lands situation. Yeah, it's kind of a why-not limited yep. downside. Next one's Drownyard Temple. Love I, I love it. doesn't do exactly what I thought it did when I put it in, because, yeah, because I'm good at remembering cards. Yeah, but even so, that that's nice. Discard it, and then you get some value by ramping yourself, quote-unquote. Right. Scavenger Grounds kind of a non-bow with wanting to bring lands back from the graveyard to your hand is kind of addressed later, but you got to have graveyard hate. Because this is uh, all graveyards, correct? Yeah, it's all graveyards. Yeah, So it can screw you up if you don't have out one of your other pieces that we'll get to next. Yeah, but I mean, if if you got to deal with the graveyard, you got to deal with the graveyard. Right. And on a, on a land is better than nothing and yep. better in this deck because it, you can discard it if you need to. Yeah, I agree. War Room, just card draw. It's, I think, one and, of the better new lands that's come out. Yeah. That, and I don't know if I included Bonder's Enclave. I so think I did. Bobo. No, that one no, draws you a Bonder's card. Bonder's Enclave draws you a card. Yeah, power four greater creature. Yep, I like that card. And the last one on here, Glacial <laughs> Chasm, because it's not great, but it's my pet card. One this... of my two in this deck. Man, this card has warped our play group actually because we so many people use it so often that everyone started running in Commander uh, Field of Ruin because it is cheaper than Strip Mines and mm-hmm. people are just desperate to blow up a Glacial Chasm as soon as they can. Back when I was at the LGS in Maryland, this couple came in for the first time mm-hmm. and I was playing Campbell and I had Glacial Chasm in there. I think yeah. I got it up to nine nine counters. Holy crap. I took a stupid amount of life. Just They just got so mad. It was great. That's hilarious. Make somebody flip the table with a land. Yeah. Same couple that uh, the one did a Kalia Armageddon, and then I just smashed them in the face with elves because elves don't need no lands. Yeah. yeah. And there's your elf mentioned for the, the podcast. That box has been checked. Achievement unlocked. So ultimately, the lands themselves don't really matter for this deck. I mean, you need basics because they're easier to use sorceries to tutor into your hand. But whether it's basic, non-basic, all lands get flung. 
Mm-hmm. So the next category I have here are engines. So things that kind of make the deck. Um, the first card is the absolute best card in this deck. Yep. Bar none. Bag of holding. Sick card. Amazing. Yep. Oh, Bobo's out. You have 10 lands in hand and bag of holding. No, if you have four mana, you have 20 lands in hand. Mm-hmm. You just discard, get back. I like bag of holding a lot. I just, it falls into some other things that you and I have talked about on the show before. The only thing I don't like about it is that it is very fragile. Yeah. Uh, people are going to see a bag of holding and immediately know, you know, if they don't, if they've never seen one, they might let it roll, but everyone else is going to see it be very afraid. Yeah, it has the same kind of issue as like a promise of tomorrow. Yep. Where was... you just, if it gets destroyed, the you don't get the exiled cards back. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think I did this in our game. I I use it more as a combo piece in this deck. Uh, if I wait till I have the proper mana, so I'll play Bobo, protect him. If I have it in hand, I'll wait till the next turn where I can play it. Discard a bunch it, of lands. It hits the battlefield. Discard lands. If someone responds to destroy it... Then you just bring them all you, back. You can crack it, yeah. So it's interruptible but not fully right if you just treat it as a combo piece like that you just need to wait until the proper time to use it and not play yeah. it out for value yeah you don't just play it and let it sit because it's not going to sit right next two are basically the same card keen sense and snake umbra mm-hmm. these also are kind of absurd if you can get them on bobo because snake umbra is the pinger upgrade right if he does it's damage. they're they're both are enchantments if Enchanted creature deals damage to another player. Uh, you draw a card. Yep. Which is, so you just keep drawing yeah. lands. Yeah, because your deck is half lands. You're fifty percent to get get another one, and you can just chain. I think the craziest I did is just gold fishing on tapped out. I think I chained together like nine lands. <laughs> yeah. With yep, you have it in here later, or the version of the card I was gonna ask about. All right. Well. Let me know when we get there. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. No, I actually know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. So the next one is the Bobo stand-in, kind of. Living Twister. You're not nearly S- as good, but... No, but the alternate use is mm-hmm. makes it worthwhile, where it's I think it's red and one to discard a land and deal a damage, but it's green to return a land to your hand from the battlefield. So you can kind of get that cyclical... Use that yeah. lands. Yep. Yeah. So if you go into Bobo's super expensive, I need to play a bunch of lands, but then you want to get lands back to boat for Bobo, you can do that. And okay. the next one is the same function, groundskeeper. I think it's just one in green to bounce a land to your hand I, for, from I, the graveyard. I love this card because it's an awesome popper piece, essentially. I use yeah. it in a lot of just cheap brews that do the land thing. It was in my original cheap version of Gitrog. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's been in my self mill decks for the most part. My Golgari, like Jarrod and Marin, mm-hmm. where I you, if you're gonna self mill some lands, it's but what you I need use. to Go ahead. you need to hit your land drops. So get a land yeah. back and play it. I agree. I used to use it instead of Remu Map Excavator before it got reprinted because it was hard to get a hold of, and it was like pushing ten dollars at some point. And then of course Crucible of Worlds is like a million dollars. 
So yeah, that's the one I always kick myself for not getting when it got reprinted. Me too, dude. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, I just need to learn to like. Oh no, it'll go down. It'll go down. No, just just buy a copy because it's gonna go back up. That's why I did that with my Cabal coffers. As soon as it got reprinted this last time, I snapped it up. <laughs> I luckily got a uh, pulled a copy in Christmas a few years back when it was still like twenty bucks. Ashley got me a so lucky. It yeah. Yeah, I think I went back and showed her where I think she spent like 100, 150 bucks on cards and they're up to like 500 bucks at this point. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. So next is Creeping Renaissance. So it's, I believe, five or six mana, Neek. Do you recall? Uh, I think it's on it. I think it's five. Uh, yeah, but you return everyone picks. No, it's just you. You return okay, one yeah. type of permanent, permanent. from your from your graveyard to your hand and it has flashback for like seven. I think it's five and seven. Yeah. I believe you're right. So you can discard a bunch of lands, use it to get them back and then use it to get them back again. Mm -hmm. And then life from the loam. Another self-explanatory. Yeah. Life of the loam super good. I, I broke down and bought it a while back just to round out my dredge. Yeah. I need to get it for, I don't really play them that often, but I really need it for get rog or any, lands deck honestly i i either got it for marin or when i had that pseudo ced it wasn't cdh but it was my attempt to play with those people mm -hmm. i think i might have got it for that or marin but yeah the these engines mainly resolve about revolve around using the discarded lands again or drawing off of bobo just cycling lands or getting more lands into hand to use i think and I talked about it with you while we were playing. It's an, we're going to do some new card suggestions at the end. But for this, I th I think the one suggestion I would have, and it's probably just me having preferential treatment towards this card, but I think Storm Cauldron would be awesome in this deck, honestly. I think so, too. Remind me of the text of the card, because I never remember exactly. I think this is the second time we've talked about it on the show in different instances, but it's five mana artifact. Whenever a player taps a land, they return it to their hand, and players can play two lands on each of their turns. So you can play out a ton of lands, and then just tap them all, have them all into your hand, and then immediately just throw them all at somebody. Yeah, and I think that would, if it wins into the deck, which it probably could and would, I just think it would need to be treated like Bag of Holding as a combo oh, piece. for sure. People get pissed off when you play that card because well and, and because bobo costs a million mana if you oh, end yeah. up bouncing all your lands you're just sending yourself back to the stone age oh for sure it's one of those things that you kind of need to know when to use it um, yeah because you, you be... did that for the moon people right oh yeah it's part of the combo for patron of the moon and it's very good <laughs> i remember being annoyed with that and what was it quicksilver fountain Yes, another card of mine that I really love. I almost put it in a Merfolk build I actually just made. I just made a three-color Merfolk deck, and I almost put it in there, but I decided it would actually probably hurt me more than anything. That's another tribe I built, and now I, I kind of want to rebuild it, but 32 deck challenge, so that might get I might get a uh, Kumena deck going. I thought about Kumena, not to uh, sway too far from the lead here, but I actually went... No shenanigans, but I made Tulane as my essentially reading the story of the Merfolk because I really wanted to have white in there as well. Yeah, just... and there's the 
really something to say for that. And Tuvasa is another option if you mm-hmm. don't want to have a big target painted on your chest. Yes. Yeah. Tulane still does Tulane things in that deck, but I don't have Shrieking Drake or anything anything stupid to just combo with Tulane into Infinity. Yeah. But anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Back Moving on, on to, to removal. Mm-hmm. Moving on to removal. So it's fairly generic. Blasphemous Act, duh. Yeah. Broken Bond is an interesting one. I mean, it's sorcery speed, but it lets you destroy an artifact or an enchantment and then also put a land onto the battlefield. It's another cheap remove, like a cheap card that I put in a fair amount of decks if I just need an option. Yeah, I mean, it's not great because it's sorcery speed, but it right. in a land deck like this, it gives you a little extra utility and synergizes with what you're trying to do. I agree. Dire Strain Rampage. So it's a combination where you can use it as removal, but also more likely ramp. Mm-hmm. So it destroys an artifact, enchantment, land. I don't know if there's anything else. I don't have it in front of me. But the controller does gets a land onto the battlefield, and if a land was destroyed this way, you get two. Is it any land, or is it just a basic land? It's a basic land. Okay. Yeah. Beast Within, Chaos Warp, Nature's Claim. Like I said, I think- fairly generic. Yeah, light, on, light on board wipes, but we're we want creatures to stick on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And really, Bobo can act as creature removal as it did in our our second game. Yeah, where it kind of locked up the board. And... Let me see here. There is so a decent board wipe that I have put in some decks is Wave of Virtual. How are you familiar v- with that? Vitriol. Yeah, vitriol. Yeah. I am, but no. No, you don't like it in the deck? No, I I don't think I've heard of it. Oh, okay. It costs uh, five green green. It's a sorcery, like any sort of board wipe. And it's each player sacrifices all artifacts, enchantments, and non-basic lands. It's a little bit of a downside for you, but it's, I guess it would just depend on the situation if you're in need of a board wipe. But each player sacrifices them, and for each land sacrifice this way, this controller may search its library for a basic land card put it on the battlefield tapped, and then shuffle. So possible include for a border wipe for you. Again, it's a green one, so it's you know not this best inefficiency. Yeah, yeah. And because, I mean, green, you're not going to have a lot of options there. Right. You got like that and Azuri's Predation. <laughs> Which is sick. Yeah. But, okay, moving on to... This is the first of the card advantages, but this is the specifically... Lands to hand. Mm-hmm. So, and actually, I don't have these up in front of me, but Abundant Harvest, it's a cantrip. Uh, it's one of those where you look at the top certain number of cards in your library, you can put a land or a creature into your hand. Is there a reason that this is here instead of Abundance? Is it just a cost thing? You're getting ahead of us. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> if, you, if you're looking at my notes, it's down about five lines. Oh, well... I will shut up. I, I believe these are in order of uh, sorcery, instant, and then artifact well, and enchantment. And by CMC. Yeah. I rudely interrupted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Next is Journey to Discovery or Journey of Discovery. Mm-hmm. So that's an, the entwine three mana. You either get two basics to hand or two extra land drops or both. Mm-hmm. Mainly extra lands to hand. Right. Mulch. All lands from the top four go into your hand. Mm-hmm. And this is Triumph. You search out two forests. 
three if you have Anissa, but I don't have Anissa in this deck. Seek the Horizons is four mana. You get three basics to your hand. Okay. Winding Way is mulch, but you can choose either lands or creatures. You happen on a Glade. You can search out two basics, or I believe it has a fight option. Okay. Armillary Sphere, two basics to hand. Abundance. It's uh, you choose when you draw either land or non-land. Mm-hmm. So with uh, Bobo and Keen Sensor Snake Umbra, like you were alluding to, you just draw all of the lands out of your deck and throw them at people's faces. Right. And yes. the the other thing with that is after you do that, you can put your deck back in any order. Oh yeah, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, I mean you don't have any lands in there, so you're just out of gas, but. Yeah. You get to reorder your deck. I imagine everyone's going to be dead if you do that. Most likely. There is a upgrade for one of these as well. Bear with me for one second. All right, and while you while you do that, I'm just going to run through the last couple of these that are very... Sure, go ahead. Uh, you have my Elder, Sackett, draw a card, get two basics. Wildfield, Scarecrow, two basics to hand. Cross and Tusker, cycle it to get a basic. And Dryad, Greenseeker, two mana, you can... Then just tap it, look at the top card of your library. If it's land, you put it into your hand. So just the name of the game is getting lands into your hand. All right. So having trouble finding this card, I know exactly what it does, but I have forgotten the name and it'll come to me later. However, it is a sorcery. It lets you tutor for four lands in your deck. An opponent picks two of those. Those two go to the graveyard and the other two go to your hand. And it's four mana. I think it's three and a green to do it. And you get I, any lands. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I don't yep. remember the... Yeah, it has a girl just hanging out. It's probably an elf chick just laying down. I'm sure that we're thinking of the same card. We are. Yep. But that might be a decent little upgrade because you had one in here that was four mana for three basics. But, hey, again, we're just kind of fine-tuning at this point. Yeah, and... It it probably would be decent. I just don't know if two lands for four mana. I, I'd have right. to mull it over a little bit where I don't really care what lands go to hand. True. You're so not kind to of get specific lands usually. Yeah, efficiency is probably a little more the name of the game here. Sure. But I'd, I'd mull it over. And I, but I know exactly the, what you're talking about. Cool. Put it in the so, consideration bucket. Yep. So into... Regular card advantage, Abundant Harvest again, you can get a creature, Harmonize, Bag of Holding, Seer Sundial, when you play a land you can pay and draw. I hate that Dryad. <laughs> hate it. And then again, Dryad, Green Seeker, Keen Sense, Snake Umbra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since it's we big. care more about lands, and lands are half our deck, We regular card draw is not as necessary. Right. I don't... I think you could do a lot better than see your sundial, to be honest. Probably. Never, I don't know. Maybe it's worked for you. I've never had this card perform for me, personally. It's, in theory, I don't think I've ever got it out in playtesting. In theory, before we get to the eight mana necessary for Bobo, right? we're just playing lands and drawing the extra cards to that point would be useful. Mm-hmm. Or for out of, out of gas. It's not super scary to anybody, so you'd probably get away with it longer before somebody tries to stop you. Oh, and isn't it symmetrical? Or am um, I thinking of no. um, Gear Per Ori? I'm thinking, thinking of Gear, gear Per Ori. Ori. Mm-hmm, for sure. All right, what's that next? 
The next is just the ramp package. It's fairly standard. I'll just run through it. Circuitous route, cultivate, Kadama's reach, migration path, Nessus pilgrimage, rampant growth, harrow, roiling regrowth, temple of the false god. So because Bobo is a thousand mana, don't mind having more four mana land ramp that gets us more impact onto the battlefield. Certainly. And same thing with Temple of the False God. Normally it's a trash garbage card that I want to light on fire. But <laughs> we're going to have lands on the battlefield already. And the upside is you can throw it in the garbage like it's mm-hmm. meant to be done. Yes. And, man, I know we've talked about this card on here quite a bit. It's just it's just truly a gambler's card. It's awesome when it's awesome, and it's so bad every other time. Yeah, but... I mean, when I think about it numbers-wise, I'm liable to have three lands in an opening hand. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you get to turn five, when it be ter- would be turned on, that's five more draws, 50% chance of hitting a land. Odds are I'm already at five lands by the time it'd be ready to play this. Right. I'm not a huge fan of it because it screws you so hard in the early game if you get it. No, I don't love it in a non-land, like, saturated deck. but Right. In a way, it's using one of the 49 land slots as a ramp package oh, yeah. that also is a land. That's totally doable in this deck because you have so many lands. And here, yeah. I agree, it's it's good in here. It's, yeah, it's normally most. trash, but it works in a deck here and there. Agreed. And then the next category is protection, which probably should be expanded upon. Uh, it's just so. Swifties and Lightning Greaves. Yeah, I think you find... Uh, there's a couple... Well... I think Whis- uh, Whisper Silk would be decent. The only issue of, is throughout Shroud is not ideal with like Keen Sense and stuff. Mask of Avacyn's a good route for that, and it's budget. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit. It's not so efficient, of course, but it, I think gives you hexproof. And then yeah. there's Cloak and Dagger, which has actually gone up in price, unfortunately, because Rogues got popular. But it gives Bobo Shroud. Yeah, and I, I think this could be expanded to probably five to seven cards to be more certain that we'll have a protection piece by the time Bobo hits yeah. the battlefield. Do some of the autumn cards. What is it? Something of autumn. I'm having a total brain fart. Never mind. It's the one mana green cantrip that says your stuff can't be targeted for this. And there's two of them now. Oh, Edge of Autumn? Edge of Autumn, yes. Yeah. And there's one card here in the final category that you and I agree need, would need to go, but I put it in just because I have one and haven't found a place for it. Okay. But we'll get there. Because first off in the value section is my other pet card that I <laughs> I love to death. This card. I hate this and card. I hit I hit you with it. Was that the first game that you ended up winning still? I hit you with this and kind of reset everything? Or did I win the game I hit? played this card um i can't remember correctly i i feel like you won after you played this it's a pretty decimating card on the right deck and it comes from one of my favorite stupid decks of all time right it's the great aurora Mm -hmm. it's kind of a green board wipe right yeah i'd say so for sure so it's a bunch of mana and uh you return you shuffle all cards from your hand and battlefield into your library and draw that many cards you may put any number of lands onto the battlefield mm-hmm. that you and draw this way and it's everyone yep and it's symmetrical and it 
it totally screws over token decks because they don't get the value off their tokens because they don't shuffle them in. No, no, actually, that's the opposite. It really helps token decks. I thought they don't get it. No, tokens shuffle in, but they oh, right. they disappear. They yeah, uh, yes. So that's why this this came initially from my Sasia Orochi mm-hmm. Ascendant deck. So that deck involved a bunch of stuff like Jade Mage, where you could just dump a bunch of mana and make a bunch of tokens, get card advantage that way, use the Great Aurora, put mm. down a bunch of land, sandbag enough that you could play Sase again and flip it, and then just replay all the cards you drew. Right. But yeah, no, it works with tokens, and it's phenomenal because it's phenomenal. Yeah, I would have to agree. The next one is the card that it probably needs to cut is Amulet of Vigor. Yeah. It really only card. helps our ramp, my ramp package here, but that's not really a reason to play it. Yeah, it's a million-dollar card. If you have a bunch of them, I'd say why not leave it in? But the first yeah, thing I, with that, I think you could put it somewhere else. And the second yeah. thing, I think protection is more important than this. Yeah, I have two that I just never found a home for. Mm. But... Yeah, it's probably not worth being in here. Uh, next is Black Blade Reforged, naturally to do commander damage as a backup. Right. Since he has Trample already, you just slap that on him and hit He's for a million. A bajillion mana. Yeah, it's probably a one shot at that point because you at least have eight lands right. that bumps him up to a fifteen. Probably going to have more pretty quickly. So yeah. Uh, next is two cards: Ancient Green Warden and Random Amp Excavator. Mm-hmm. We play our discarded lands. Azusa and Mina and Den, additional land drops with Mina and Den also giving us the ability to return lands to hand. I really which, like them. Which almost got me the win in the first game we played. Mm-hmm. They're very sir? dangerous. Yeah, I think you were at 27. I only could get eight lands to my hand. Mm. Morag, additional combats. Omnath, Locus of Rage, tokens and backup damage. He... He yeah. was set up in one of the games to actually really mess me up, and I was just able to exile him with Duplicate once, uh, which yep. saved me. So I think he's an awesome, awesome card in this deck with the amount of yeah. lands that come out. Yeah, no, and that's that's the backup plan is like him and some other just token makers where, I mean, he also costs a million mana, and he was a cruel deck of mine before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's the backup plan is just beats with tokens. Right. Torbran, I don't think I ever... I did see him in one of our games, but he just makes Bobo do five damage instead of three. and Which adds up very yeah. quick. And he also helps the next card, Tunneling Chiapede, which does mm-hmm. damage to each opponent when you play a land. Yep. he Those two cards... When I had Torbran as a commander, Tunneling Chiapede was naturally in it just because it's three damage to everybody. Yeah, when you just do what you're going to do, play a land. Yep. Ooh, I wonder if someone has um, gotten an altar for Torbran with Torbjorn from Overwatch. <laughs> I'm sure. So yeah, these cards don't necessarily play into the ultimate game plan, but they they provide extra value when you need to go to the backup plan or trigger extra landfall, those type of things. Agreed. I think you the type have... of cards that like grease the wheels in a way. I think you have like a good secondary line here. With the stronger token creators for landfall. I'd almost say Avenger of Zendikar would be good in this deck. Just as, again, another backup. 
hey, I need something other than Bobo for this game. But I don't know if it's it's not mandatory by any means. Probably, and it it, it could probably replace more something. Be the one I would replace if you had to, or Amulet Vigor, which we've already talked about. Yeah, I mean, it would need we need more pieces, protection pieces. Yep. But yeah, I I just never found a great place for Morag yet either. He's he's one that I've come close to ordering several times, and I just reread him. I'm like, yeah, I just I think he's awesome, but I'm just kind of cool on him now. I don't. He takes a kind of a specific setup to be able to pull off. Yeah, and you know I have a soft spot for Minotaurs, so yeah. once and I he... break once I break this. 32 deck challenge i'm probably gonna have a rakdos minotaur deck again that'd be cool that'll so, probably be sethron this time so my question to you is is do you like the deck enough uh to keep it around do you think that it, it was at least fun playing once and what are your plans for it for the future that's an open question honestly mm-hmm. i enjoyed it i just think maybe it's a little linear so kind of where it's where it's welcome out pretty quick because you always have the same game plan. It probably will because I could see it playing out like my Omnath Locus of Rage deck where it really became the same. It, like that deck was all ramp and fogs. Yep. And it's, it just became the same game. Over and, and over. Yeah. That's essentially what I did with Locus of Rage too. I only had him, when I built him, I only had him for maybe a few weeks. And when I played him, I just could see, okay, just get a ton of lands, play him, get a ton more lands, and then sack all these. Yeah, and I, I think it it may have lasted a few months for me solely because I had a variety of decks at that point where I wasn't playing him every week at D, uh, Commander Night. Mm-hmm. But no, it it can get repetitive. Oh, for sure. So we'll see how he lands over the next couple of months and see if you end up taking him apart. Yeah, well... I haven't put them together yet, but yeah, yeah, no, that's my issue with Gruul in general, honestly, because like I'm trying to think of the decks I've done. I did a Nikia of the old ways. That was a um, primal surge deck. Took that apart pretty quickly. I mean, I I haven't had any great luck with Gruul. I think my favorite Gruul deck I've built, and it still was very linear, was uh, it's not Ulash the Hate Seed. It's the other worm looking guy. It's essentially just Pac-Man, the card. You just make tons and tons of tokens. Oh, Throwmock. Throwmock. Devour, hour, 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 hour. I like Throwmock a lot. He's very fun to play, but he is very much the same. So I feel like I either had like a casual 60-card list or maybe like early on whenever we were playing Commander, a list for him based around Devour. But yeah, yeah he's, it's, it's very linear. Yeah, and I think you're kind of on, on to it with I do like Gruul. Gruul's cool, but it is it gets repetitive because it doesn't lend to very flexible decks with many game plans. You kind of have to yeah. focus down. It's Smash. Yes. <laughs> it's the much. Hulk of decks. Yes. Well, what else you got? Anything else for your deck tech? That uh, that caps it off, and that was my last uh, little section here in my, my super great notes. <laughs> my, my favorite pet cards are obviously the Great Aurora and Glacial Chasm. 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 Well, I think then we need to move on to... There are three improvement cards from the newer set that you wanted to talk about as well. So I think we should go through these three, and then I think we call it a day. Yeah, I wanted to find 
like we did for the last episode, cards that would fit and be good in these decks. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a ton in Crimson Bow that I thought actually would improve this deck. There's there's one that definitely would, and then two that are kind of iffy in my mind. Okay. The definite one is Imposing Grandor. So it's okay. five mana, four and a red, a sorcery. Each player may discard their hand and draw cards equal to the greatest mana value of a commander they own on the battlefield or in the command zone. So this is a five mana draw eight. And I'm betting, I think Wizards loves wheels, even though Sheldon does not, obviously. And I wonder if this is them trying to fix wheels so people don't hate them so much. Maybe. And I think the biggest issue with wheels, though, is the stuff that, it's not the wheels themselves. It's the degeneracy that comes with people. It's the hull breacher. Narset. It's the notions thief. It's the narset. It's yep. the the stuff that abuses wheels. For sure, wheels themselves are perfectly fine. Oh, I agree. They're super fun. I love wheels. But yep, I agree with you. I think this card is not a must-have in the deck, but a welcome addition. Very good. Yeah, because if you just dump your hand to lands. Okay, I'll just draw eight and get more gas. Mm-hmm. But the next one that might be good, Dollhouse of Horrors. Yes. There's a five mana artifact. You pay one and tap it. Exile a creature card from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a zero zero contract construct artifact, and has this creature gets plus one plus one for each construct you control. It has haste and you activate it as a sorcery. I love this card. But this is good if Bobo gets removed. You can let it go to the graveyard. Uh, create a copy of yeah. him. It exiles him, but you can put him back in the command zone. Right. So it's one mana, reuse, get a second casting of Bobo, basically. Yeah, I think it I think it could hold up in the deck as kind of a backup. And if your Omnath goes to the graveyard, you could also get another one of him. So mm-hmm. there are fragile pieces in the deck that this could probably help get back. Yeah, I mean, there's an argument this this works as a protection piece in a way. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And the final one is tenuous at best. Uh, it's Spiked Ripsaw. Mm-hmm. It's a three mana, two and a green artifact equipment. The equipped creature gets plus three, plus three. And whenever it attacks, you may sacrifice a forest if you do it gains trample. And while I do love the art in this card, kind of, kind of because it kind of reminds me of old like 2002 era of magic. I I can see why you would think about this, but I don't, I, I think you're just trying to get some stuff if I'm not incorrect. More, more or less. I mean, it, it gives you the ability to recycle lands. It just makes yeah. it kind of convoluted. Right. And he's, he's already got trample. So if this goes on Bobo, you don't even care. Yeah. So it's meh. It's meh. I mean, it, it Conceivably, you could use it if you wanted to, mm-hmm. but yeah, like like I said, Crimson Bow wasn't wasn't a great one for this archetype. Oh, for sure not. Well, all right then. Is there anything else before we shut her down that you want to cover for Bobo? Uh yeah, I want to go over my dissertation on uh, fluid okay. dynamics. Sweet. <laughs> all right. Well, it sounds like you're you're done then, and uh, I am finished. I you're finished so with that before we go i do want to remind everybody please uh, like and subscribe and review us anywhere that you listen whatever's applicable on that platform it'd be a big help to us help us continue to grow the channel also 
please visit the Facebook page if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, I've been trying to post more on there as time permits uh, with stuff that I just find interesting. And then you can always email us as well at thestackofwordscast at gmail.com. So with that, as always, this is Nico closing it out. And for Brandon, have a good one. Bye.